From our newsroom in London, this is The Standard. This edition is a preview of the latest episode of Brave New World, a podcast where Evgeny Lebedev speaks to leading experts about the latest trends in modern medicine and how to maximise health and longevity. To hear the whole interview and listen to previous episodes, search Brave New World Evening Standard on your podcast provider or hit the link in the show notes. Anti-aging is an evolving branch of medical science, particularly in recent years. It treats the underlying causes of aging and aims at alleviating any age-related ailments. It is becoming associated with Silicon Valley billionaires and celebrities. You may have seen the headlines. Contrary to the belief, this is not driven by a desire to live forever, well perhaps for some, nor to find the fountain of youth but it is more a pursuit to extend the amount of years of healthy living. Many leaders in the field believe that aging should be treated as a disease itself, rather than the cause of a disease. In fact, aging has recently been classified as a disease in Australia and by the World Health Organization. What I have found more than anything is that researchers are on a mission to encourage people to take their own health into their hands. Dr. David Sinclair is a pioneer in the field of aging and longevity research. With a career marked by groundbreaking discoveries, including his recent paper published in Cell Journal on how the loss of epigenetic information causes aging in mammals, he has dedicated his life to uncovering the secrets of aging and finding ways to extend our health span. As a professor in the Department of Genetics at Harvard Medical School, Dr. Sinclair's work has received international acclaim. His scientific contributions have not only advanced our understanding of aging, but have also opened doors to a brave new world where aging is not a fixed destiny, but a malleable state of being. Typically, when I work with folks, I'm able to reverse their age pretty rapidly. Uh, I'm about 10 years younger than my actual chronological age. Professor Sinclair, much like a lot of this field, isn't without his critics. As a researcher, a lot of his papers are based on studies involving mice. The fellow longevity scientists have highlighted a lack of human evidence to back up his claims. Unfortunately, I do not have my own lab to conduct some of this research on my own. However, what I do have is some time with David Sinclair and a willing volunteer. Are you interested in living forever? Not forever, but but uh, my dad died at 71. This is David Williams. And it was a genetic condition called hemochromatosis. <laughs> he, uh, he had too much iron in his blood. And so when he died, I was told, you should really go and check out whether you have this genetic condition. And I, and I did have it. And it is treatable, which is weirdly, I just go every three to six months and they take some blood from me and that regulates the amount of iron in my blood. But it was just, it was struck me as very interesting because I thought if I didn't know that, there would be every chance I would die almost to the sort of day, the age when my dad died. And I have a nine-year-old son, so I'd rather, you know, live longer if I can, you know, see my son grow up into, you know, a father and all that sort of thing and lovely to be a grandfather. So that really struck me. And I do think when you lose a parent, 
you do think a lot about aging and and you know when your own death might be you know it's a selfish thought but it's it's i think it's probably a natural one for most people who are put in that situation so yes i would like to i mean i don't want to live forever but maybe i don't want to die at 71 have you been interested in in health beyond that yeah i mean and also you know generally looking after yourself i mean i have a pretty healthy lifestyle in terms of you know i don't smoke I don't drink. I've actually never drunk a pint of beer because I don't like it. You've probably know, you know you've known me a long time. You've probably never really seen me drunk, have you? Um, maybe once. Maybe once. Maybe once. <laughs> <laughs> he remembers it. I don't. But you know, I mean, you can never know. I'm no. the kind of guy who goes to bed early. I'm the kind of guy who's not out all night and all that sort of thing. So I have a relatively healthy lifestyle, but I'm not obsessive about it because. I feel like sometimes when you're obsessive about it, it can take the joy out of life. You know, when you meet people who can't eat this, who can't eat that, they have to go to bed at eight o'clock in the morning because I've got to get up at 4 a.m. and do yoga and stuff like that. I'm not, I don't want that kind of lifestyle because that to me means there's kind of no fun to be had and no spontaneity. And, you know, I mean, I envy people who can be that disciplined, but it's, I don't really feel that's for me. What, what do you have as? Well, I don't. What do you do to keep healthy? Well, I exercise, but probably not as much as I should because most of the time I'm writing books and that's very sedentary. I eat too much. I'm overweight. I definitely have a sweet tooth, so I'm drawn to that. I don't get enough sleep. I tend to wake up in the middle of the night and find it hard to get back to bed. I mean, I'm of that age now. Are you of that age where you um, have to get up in the night to have a pee? Perhaps. And despite my best efforts, walking the dog, going, exercising, I'm probably too sedentary. I don't have a job that involves a lot of physical effort. So I'm probably, you know, walking towards a maybe not entirely bright future as an older person. Perfect subject, David, for, for our experiment, I think. Mm. What's your biggest indulgence? Sweets? You, knowing you, has <laughs> <laughs> brought me nothing but pain. No, my biggest indulgence, I'd say, is chocolate and, and sugar. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not Willy Wonka. I'm not <laughs> devouring it in huge quantities every day. But, uh, I, you know, it's not unusual for me to have something like that. It's, and, and, you know, sugars and everything. You have so many things, isn't it? You know, like bread and uh, fruit, obviously, you know, even though that's healthier sugar, still if you eat a lot of fruit, that's, that can be sugary. And, yeah, I, you know, that's what I'm, I'm drawn to and I've always been drawn to. And so I find that very hard to sort of kick, you know, kick that sweet habit. Well, let's see if we can do that. David, uh, David S., should we move on to... David number one and David number <laughs> okay. two. That's yeah, which I one's like which, it. though? <laughs> he's David number one because he's a very intelligent, special man. Okay, so David number one, would you please explain how Inside Tracker 2.0 works? Yes, so it, it turns out that we can map parameters in blood to your biological age. We will measure a variety of things in your body, uh, including iron, but also hormones and uh, blood sugar, inflammation. And I will map that to the changes over time for men of various ages. And for each of these parameters, we will say whether you are 20 or 70 years old or something in between, uh, and then come up with one single number based on those weightings of those numbers that will give you your inner age 
which will hopefully, when we're done here, be younger than you started. Typically, when I work with folks, uh, I am able to reverse their age pretty rapidly. Uh, I'm about 10 years younger than my actual chronological age, which is 53. No. Um, and it, it's really not that hard. You've had a lot of work done, though, no? <laughs> this is all natural. You've you had a lot of work done if anybody has. Awesome. Well, you look great. But here's the thing. Can you actually predict from these things like when how much longer someone's got left to live? Absolutely, we can do that. You can. Uh, if you wanna if you wanna know, I can I- God, that's a big can, one, isn't it? That's it can a, be changed, right? They, they, can, they be number one. It can be changed. Oh, for sure. You yeah, can influence so the, it. Hmm. But if if you were to give me some, you know, you give me these pointers and I don't do them, you could be sure, you know, unless you had me killed, you could be sure what um, what age um, I might be when I die. I mean, that's a weird thought, isn't it? So I'd be fascinated to know about that. I'd be fascinated to know how I can not be walking towards a difficult older age. And obviously, I'd like to look a bit younger, but naturally, you know, not cheap like some people. <laughs> I'm very natural. <laughs> yeah, and these changes are are not extreme. Uh, I'm I'm not going to ask you to run a marathon or, or to never eat sugar, but that but I will ask you to, to modify your lifestyle in ways that will reverse your age. And we will see the results of that. And I'm very confident that uh, we'll be able to get you uh, many years of extra life. What is the biggest thing you're going to ask me to do? Well, you you got a number of bad habits, David, I'm afraid. Um, We're going to work on sleep. We're going to look at how much you eat. Your sugar definitely can be uh, reduced. That's one of the main things you'd want to do. We'll see if we can get you uh, to lose a few pounds. But the main thing, if there's one thing I could suggest, it would be to eat less often. Uh, how many meals a day do you eat and what size are they? Um, I do have three meals a day. I get quite irritated if I haven't had my lunch by about half past one. You know, like I really need to eat my lunch at one o'clock. Otherwise, I get a bit... You get irritated quite often, don't you? Yes, I do get irritated quite often by some certain <laughs> certain, certain people. Um, I'm mentioning no names. Um, no, and so... But it is an interesting point that, that people do... I hear that quite a lot. I get very, it's called hangry. People get hangry quite a lot. And presumably that's just a habit. Oh, yes. Uh, It's very common, especially with today's modern lifestyle where we're sitting around and we we eat three meals a day. And we can, David, I'd be interested in talking to you about measuring your blood sugar levels continuously for a couple of weeks to see what you're doing to your body. What typically happens in, in the Western world with three meals is, you get a big spike in, in sugar in your blood that goes really high and it'll drop down mid-morning after breakfast and it'll, it'll continue to go down. Now you're in a deficit of sugar and your brain is screaming, get me some more food. And then you, you get hangry, you get brain fog, and then you have a, a lunch. And then you go on this roller coaster ride throughout the whole day of being overfed, then hungry, overfed, then hungry. Whereas what I'm going to get you to do is to have a much more steady glucose levels. You won't feel hungry and you'll be able to concentrate the whole day. Well, that would be good, especially because I have the added, uh, well, I wouldn't exactly call it pressure, but the situation I'm in is I'm at home generally writing books. I have food all around me. I have a nine-year-old son. So we have, you know, some jars of sweets and biscuits and things like that at home. 
you know, there is the constant temptation, almost just out of boredom, to eat, just to relieve the boredom or just to kind of, you know, break up what you're doing. Because writing is very solitary and, you know, you're just wanting some stimulation sometimes. And, you know, a chocolate biscuit can provide that. And you 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 do you sort you give yourself little rewards. I think when I finish this chapter, you know, I'll I'll just you know have a cup of tea and a biscuit or something like that. But you know, and my meanwhile, I'm just sitting down for most of the day, just staring at a computer screen. So it's if I just carry on like this for another ten years, I'm probably going to age twenty years in ten years. So it's a good time for us to do this. This is a good inter. He's making an intervention. <laughs> you know. It's like sending Donatella Versace to a rehab center. This yeah. is what you're basically doing for me. Exactly. <laughs> so what are you going to do to me? We're going to go through your habits, your lifestyle, the food that you eat. And we're going to, uh, I'm going to suggest that we switch things out. And the kind okay. of things that you drink and eat are going to be optimized for longevity. You, you may uh, end up eating more plant-based food than usual. Uh, you may substitute sugar for things that are sweet but will not raise your blood sugar uh, and uh, will get you to to move. We're going to tweak things. Nothing too drastic, nothing too quick because you'll fail if, uh, if I, I'm too harsh on you and make it pretty easy on you. Um, and you'll wonder why I didn't do this 20 years ago. Hmm. Oh, what about you? Are you going to examine me? If you'd like me to. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, David and David. David W. has put himself forward as a willing volunteer for this experiment. Well, I wouldn't. You you made me do it, but anyway. <laughs> Not too much force was used. To recap, David W. has taken some blood tests and his biological age has been predicted by inner age 2.0. And David S. is going to reveal the bad news any moment and give... Uh, David W, some recommendations on how to improve that. And then in a few weeks' time, we shall retest that and we'll have a brand new David W. So, David, S, over to you. All right, David, good to see you again. Uh, I have some very good news and I have some not so good news uh, to bear uh, with you today. And uh, I hope that this is going to be inspirational for you to take some action to get your body to a place where uh, it can have the best chance at healthy longevity. Now, it is going to require some changes in your life, and we're going to discuss those. But first of all, let me get to the bad news. The bad news is that you are biologically older than your actual age. Uh, your current age is, correct me if I'm wrong, around 51 and a half. Yeah, that's right. All right, your uh, biological age, sir, is 54.8. So you're running the clock a little fast the way you're living. Uh, But never fear, this is all correctable. Just to tell you, David, how we developed this age number that came out uh, with your age uh, a little older than you actually are. We take readings of your blood. We take measurements of your inflammation your blood cell composition, your sex hormones, your blood sugar levels are very indicative. They 
go up steadily with aging. Lastly, we look at the function of organs such as the liver, uh, the kidneys, uh, and your cardiovascular system. All right, so the, the readings that were older than they should be, you have very high levels of, of iron. Yeah, that is a genetic predisposition of having hemochromatosis. Mm. Other high readings uh, off the scale uh, were triglycerides, little fatty globules from food that you can eat. And you've got reasonably high bad cholesterol and low good cholesterol, HDL. Your sex hormones, testosterone is at the floor. <laughs> well, explain, explains a lot. <laughs> Adia Geni finds it hilarious. Well, it just explains everything. <laughs> so, what I mean, what, what does your sex hormone actually do? What does it do for you? What happens if you have low testosterone is the following, and you, you, can, you can tick these off if you agree. Uh, you have low libido, low muscle mass, uh, lower bone density, low energy, depression, increased body fat, and lack of temperature, body temperature control. Just to name a few. The first intervention I would say is we can go a couple of natural ways. What I want to see is if in the next few weeks you can raise testosterone levels by doing some heavy weight lifting. If you strain your calves and your back by doing uh, back lifts, leg lifts, if your back can handle it, work those muscles, those muscles will send a signal to your testes and get them to produce more testosterone. The second is that we're going to use Mother Nature a little easier way. I'm going to send you a supplement that is well-recognized and proven to raise testosterone levels that comes from a plant from Southeast Asia called Tongkat Ali. And uh, you will take that, and together we're going to see your testosterone levels rise. Uh, so the other thing that I want to mention uh, lastly is that your liver enzymes are elevated. Um, they're called AST and ALT. These are enzymes that are released into your bloodstream when your liver cells die. Being overweight will raise your AST and ALT levels. So over the next few weeks, if you can cut back on the amount of calories uh, and meat, particularly red meat and alcohol, and lose some pounds, those levels may correct themselves as well. To find out if David could reverse his biological age, check out the full episode. Search Brave New World Evening Standard on your podcast provider or click the link in the show notes.